this is the thread strategy. I'm like, yo, I just figured out my Twitter strategy. Like, <laughs> they were saying like threads is Twitter for hot people. Bro, hot people don't want to tweet. They're posting <laughs> pictures. Like what are you talking about? <laughs> my name's Noah Lack and your favorite athletes know a lot more about business than you think. Welcome to Athletes and Assets. Let's go. Let's get this popping off, man. I'm joined by another guest co-host, my second repeat guest, Amobi Akugo. Thank you so much for joining me, brother. If you don't know Amobi, quick rundown. Amobi is a former professional soccer player, founder of a frugal athlete. The guy is incredible at content creation and, and working with professional athletes, how to sort of monetize their brand and just so many things on, on you know, every side of it. Excited to... Uh, Go out of Moby today. We're gonna we do some iron sharpens iron here, hopefully. Uh, yeah, man. So Moby, let's skip the small talk. Yeah, yeah. We've already done enough small talk offline, so let's get right into it. Man, Twitter or Threads? Oh, I I mean, is it really Twitter versus Threads, or is it Twitter versus Instagram? Mm. Right. Right now, I, I mean, I'm I'm still Twitter over Threads, but over time, I think. I don't know. It's hard to bet against Elon, uh, but Zuckerberg is man, it's hard a to man bet against either. <laughs> yeah, it's, so, it's like two. You know, is it the new like? Obviously, it's it's tech, but you have like all right, Google, Microsoft, or Apple, Microsoft. But now you got like Meta versus Twitter. How is this not the biggest lawsuit of all time? I mean, oh my goodness. It is literally a copycat of Twitter. Like where's the IP regulation? Like Threads is literally Twitter, but on Instagram. I, I don't know, and, and Elon actually just came out and wrote Meta a letter about, Zuck, man, if you don't chill out, I'm going to sue you. It could be late news, and it hasn't hit the media yet. How has this lawsuit not happened yesterday? I mean, a complete copycat of of Twitter. That's my first reaction. Like, but holy can we say, crap. Like, has Meta got in trouble before, or and are they willing to pay like the fine? Because Snapchat, they've copied that. TikTok, the Reels is, you know. So obviously, like, the, there you got the quote, like, "Good artists copy, great artists steal." So it's like, I'm sure they're taking inspiration from these other platforms and take making their own version um but Man. like you said it's it's this one's like dead on <laughs> i mean dead, dead, it's like this it's like i now as a and you can rate this as a content creator now it's like you got your checklist and you're like okay i posted on this i got it on that oh shit i got another thing i gotta like work worry about yeah. like another platform to worry about like come on man no it's crazy <laughs> and like Luckily, with the advent of AI, like starting to hit the masses from the content creation, how come there isn't an app that just lets you make one content and you don't have to individually post to all these different things? Did you just come up with a, a startup uh, idea? I think there's uh, already something like that. Okay. But like, and like, you make like, say we do this and you put it into a machine, it's already makes it the vertical version for shorts, the vertical version for TikTok. It takes what we're saying and built it into like good copy for threads or Twitter or LinkedIn blog. Like where is that at? Because for content creators, and I'm sure you can attest to this, yo, there's not enough time in the day. There's no. not enough time in the day. Oh. And you know, you got the content coaches that are saying, you need to be doing this. Here's my masterclass. And if you do it this way and like, yo, I just figured out my Twitter strategy. <laughs> yeah. Like I just the thread strategy, yeah, bro. Like, 
They were saying like threads is Twitter for hot people. Bro, hot people don't want to tweet. They're posting <laughs> pictures. Like, what are you talking <laughs> about? Like, <laughs> I, it's, uh, it's funny because you get, you know, what Twitter is good for is like you got comedy, but then you got like business folks. You can find your own community. You got, you know, people say black Twitter, sports Twitter. So threads, it's like, all right, what are we here for? Are we here for jokes? Are we here for an extension of Instagram? Yes. Are people going to be doing like, is it like Tumblr where people are going to do like short blogs? What are people like here for? And obviously every, you know, everyone can find their own community on threads. But right now I think it's still a little, it's obviously new. So we see where it will lean towards. Selfishly, look, if threads is going to be a presence now in our lives, I want to externalize some feedback I, that threads, threads should implement immediately to okay, get more see. people off of Twitter, okay? Yeah. They should just do what Twitter was doing originally. Like, okay, first of all, let's not have a spammy algorithm on threads. Maybe I just want to see people I follow. Oh, yeah. I, underst I understand advertisements, you know, as a huge part of the revenue of the apps because you're, you're downloading it for free. But let's cleanse the timeline. Zuckerberg, please. I like how it's just one timeline, not for you in the fall. Like, that's dumb. Like, I, yeah. I don't like that. And all the hate speech, all the negative stuff that pops up more because the algorithm feeding into it. Let's keep it. Let's keep that calm. All right. If Thread starts doing what Twitter was doing originally when everyone hopped on, <laughs> Elon would be more mad and more people <laughs> would go back to Threads. It'd be Facts. like a, a healthier Twitter. One thing I want to see on Threads is no pictures, no videos, no pictures, only mm. gifts, only gifts. Like Ooh. I already, if uh, if you're on Instagram, it's going to be too much convolution. You're going to get to the point where like, wait, hold up. Am I on Instagram or I'm on threads? Word. So like to build distinction, you can get your point off with all right, pictures and gifts, no videos, no reels, nothing, none of that. And that's my, if I, if in a perfect world. What do you think about less characters than Twitter? Like, what do you think about like an even a shorter character limit? I like that too because, um, like, we've been seeing like these long Twitter threads, like my ten reasons why you should, you know. Hey, bro, just at me next time. Yeah, <laughs> yo, that's, is that an email or ebook? Like, yeah. yeah, come on, man. Uh, so, and I fell into that trap too. I was like, all right, I guess that's what we're doing on Twitter now. So let me make these threads, but. Like you said, I think shorter characters is good. If you can get your point across, the best storytellers get their point across in fewer as few words as possible. So no, absolutely, uh, I definitely agree with that. I think that yeah, would be no, a good shout. We're in the really early innings of this. I'm excited yeah. to see um, sort of how this this is the cage match that like people want. This is a real cage match. Yeah. Forget about a real MMA match. This is like yeah. professional warfare, and. I love it because you can That's see great. it play out in, in, in real time. Yeah, facts. Uh, so yeah. It's exciting. We're, we're doing our own version of Business Wars, but I, I love Business Wars podcasts. So I, yeah. I definitely think they got to do an update on Elon versus Zuck. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Well, I wanted to talk about a topic that I see a lot these days. This, this phrase is very popular in the startup community, but I'd like to bring it to athletes uh. regardless if they're going to be entrepreneurs or not in more sort more sort of like a life business advice there's this phrase that and i need to give all the credit in the world to dalton caldwell and michael seibel of mark y combinator making this in a video it was one of the and i'm going to put the link to the video in the show okay. notes Shout and out blast Seibel. that out yeah man, speak they, multiple times great guy he's he's great they talked about this phrase that i stuck in my head man it's called cargo culting cargo, cargo culting. Col okay car cargo culting is this idea that 
people, and I'm paraphrasing the exact definition, but people a lot of times want are looking to copy or imitate their people, their predecessors or people who have greater status, following, or success than them without actually knowing what it took for that person that they're following to get there. And a lot of times, cargo culting results in a lot of failure because they actually, but they the people that are trying to imitate their predecessors don't actually realize that their predecessors aren't actually as successful as they thought. <laughs> yeah. and so the, in the term, and I'd like to give this quick backstory of the term. In World War II, American and Japanese soldiers found themselves on Pacific Islands and they would run into indigenous folks and the locals. And the locals were just thought they were divine beings because of the objects they brought. Radios, watches, things that they've never seen before. When World War II ended and the Americans and Japanese fled back to their country and Westerners stopped coming to these Pacific Islands, the natives were like, holy crap, our, our divine items are all of a sudden, they're gone. We, don't, we can't see them anymore, but we think they got intercepted. So what we're going to do is create fake landing strips so we hope that soldiers would land on our island and bring back this stuff. And this idea, this is where cargo culting stemmed from because they thought by creating the landing strips that the American, the soldiers would just come back. Oh, there's a runway. Like, let me land on it. Okay, cool. I'm going to show the islanders my, like, it's a completely backwards way of thinking. And so this phrase, I see this in a lot of people, when we see this, and you see this more than you even know, a lot of content creators, athletes, entrepreneurs, you know, they, they got that target they're looking at. All right, cool. I'm going to do my business this way because that person did it that way. Little do they know that person is not someone you want to copy. Yeah. Uh, have you seen this in sort of the space that you play in? Oh my goodness. Yeah, we could have a whole <laughs> separate podcast about this. And it's all, it always stems to like, you know, just talking about stay in your lane, you know, don't live like the Joneses because you don't really know what how they're living. Uh, income creep, all these different things kind of fall in line with what, we, what we're talking about, cargo culting. And uh, I think it's just great how different categories or different sectors have different terms for what the same thing it's like you know comparison is a thief of joy yes and unless you're like in the weeds of the person that you're looking at or aspiring to be you really don't know if they're actually successful and no. I, i'm sure you have plenty of stories i have plenty of stories of where you're like oh my goodness they're probably like killing them with the brand deals and it's like actually they bought their followers and oh actually <laughs> Uh, they haven't really done brand deals. And actually, yes. they're selling a course because that's the only way they can convince you to make money, even though they have no proof. Of so, yeah, it's it's it's. it's and I, and I in in your lane, you know, the, with frugal athlete, and you you are like, so you you are I consider an expert on on different dynamics of athletes managing their finances. I mean. This is another way of saying, and cargo culting in that lane, okay, a lot of athletes try to go purchase this or or invest into this because they saw uh, someone, their predecessor do that, yeah. but their predecessor's losing money, bro. Don't do that. Just because they invested in it doesn't mean they made money. They didn't tell you about the right. return they made or if they had to, you know, cut their losses or if they're one emergency away from, you know, losing it. You know, I've been in situations where I've heard of stories where... I, uh, I had the opportunity to get into a fund because a player was going through something and had to like back out. So he might be or she might be like 
I'm an investor. And it's like, not really. Yeah. (laughs) So it's always tough too, because you know, perception isn't always reality, but perception helps get to the reality you want. It's a tough dynamic, especially as an athlete, we're natural competitors, we're naturally greedy, we're naturally competitive, but that same competitive drive can help end up hurting us, which is really important to watch out. I'll even make this a less extreme of an example. Not everyone is gonna be an entrepreneur, especially athletes looking to transition to business, which is fine. Not everyone can, can be the CEO. I think a lot of athletes and a lot of people in general, they look at um, they look at older folks in college, you know, a couple years older than them, They see them, athlete or not, after school, they get a corporate job, you know, they come back to school, they got a little watch, they come come in in talk and everything and everyone's like, word, I'm going to, yeah, like that's what I want to do. And then they do the same pass and they realize corporate life is miserable and they're like, what the hell? And then they realize they're older guys like, I'm looking for a new job. It's like, it's like cargo culting. it can be applied at all levels, and it's crazy. It's just crazy to see that. All right, so off season is where the the athletes will go to like L.A. and Miami yes. and Vegas and stuff. Oh yeah, they're driving that nice car, but they got on a Turo for like the day. <laughs> or there's apps where you can rent watches and Turo. You know, so and no disrespect to Turo, I use Turo all the time. Enterprise. But, uh, yeah, but it's like what you see isn't always what really is is going on. So run your own race. Trust your instincts. Ask questions. Yeah, it's really tough. So, boom, we got cargo culting. All right, let's not cargo cult now. But yeah. how do we? But we got to look up to someone. We got to have a, a north star barometer to to reach. So I think the the right way to alleviate that is ask the right people the right questions. You got to ask. Okay, yeah, man, I'm invested in. This, this vending machine business or real estate, bro, whatever I, I, I'm building. I got this clothing brand, man, super dope merch. You know, it's selling out quick. I think the right questions are super important. What are the margins? How much does it cost you to make? Do you see yourself doing this in the next two years? How much time are you spending on it? Do you have a work-life balance? Like there's so many ways we can yeah. prevent this for people from falling off the ledge. What are like questions that you try to get your you know people that you work with to to ask before they decide to jump into like a financial endeavor that maybe are underrated questions you know like less general ones no that's a great point that you're making because i feel like if you ask the right questions the answers will reveal themselves so for me i asked you know whenever like strictly from an investment person purpose all right um, are you invested into the deal? Because it's like, all right, are you getting a kickback by bringing me to the deal? And no disrespect, no, like no hard feelings if you are. Um, but if you aren't even like considering the deal, then I'm looking at it differently. And there's been deals where I'm not even considering it, but I'll present it to different people because I know that they're interested in that, in that space. But that at least, you know, covers one basis where it's like, all right, he's bringing me this deal because either it, is for me because of like our conversations and I've shown different interests or because uh, he's either like an advisor or consultant and looking to increase. But um, that's that's number one. Another one I'm saying like, all right, explain to me. uh, And I like to ask questions because I I think it's, uh, it's part of our just nature being in the podcast space. So I just be like, yo, explain it to me. Like I had no idea what we were talking about. So the better that they can explain it. And obviously you got to watch because people are 
good public speakers or know the way they're with their words. Um, but usually if they're like fumbling with their words or different things like that. Yeah, you can pick up the signals. You can pick up the signals. I think uh, always ask who else is involved because why am I the first one being <laughs> shared? <'Cause laughs> you, I'm, I'm no not one that wants to be, special. yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm never, I'm not, I'm not uh, Andreessen Horowitz where I'm the first one in. So um, why am I and, the first and one? And, and, and most times, Andreessen's probably not the first one in. They look for the signals and the angels first before they yeah. like, that. yeah. And they <laughs> exactly. like take over the whole round, you know? Like, yeah. So it's like, what makes me so special to be the first one in? I got another one that is, and if I've lost anyone listening to this, let's let's make this even simpler. Amobi, hey, you know how... Stephen A. Smith says, stay off the weed. <laughs> yeah, that's a classic one. You know, you know what mine is? What? Stay off the live. Stay <sighs> off the Instagram live, guys. Yeah. Please, bro. Yeah, like, uh, please, that's, that's, G. Like, yeah. this is even a business conversation anymore. The, mo- the longer you're on Instagram Live as a prominent professional athlete, the more bad things that could happen. It's just this, just mathematically. Oh, it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's get just off math- the live. Get off the live. Don't be tweet like anything that could be screenshotted. Don't do. Like the uh, the live the live is um the live is. I think, and it may not be a fully encapsulate the cargo culting example, but a lot of players, a lot of big time guys mm-hmm. keep going on live and then, you know, the younger guys are, are going to follow and, and, and not to say like, there's been a whole bunch of athletes getting in trouble because of the live, yeah. but man, like at some point, every time I see some buddies on live, I'm biting my yeah. fingernails. And like, it might not even be something you do, but something's in your background that they can see. Say like I'm on live and like something's here that's on my whiteboard there's like bots on instagram that literally that are watching your every move they have notifications for your every move you can't slip up as as bad as it sounds but you're a professional athlete they need content they need clicks so they're waiting for anything that you mess up on and i don't want to be the old dude get off my long like old head <laughs> like oh he's tripping he like i'm yeah. just going here for like i'm a, i'm the same age as these guys like i i under, <laughs> I, I, I get it build a brand, pop off on the live or whatever. I mean, man, just, if you're gonna go on live with another teammate who is remote, do it on FaceTime, screen record, and then go and edit stuff that might be suspect. You know, yeah. there's, just, there's just other ways. It's just simple stuff. This. Yeah, you have enough money to pay for a uh, social media editor or something to just you know, make sure anything that would affect my brand. Another thing, get contracts like NDAs, um understanding exclusivity power of attorney making sure you're not just signing anything so so that can avoid getting in trouble yeah in terms of like deal flow like you said you know ask questions like my my rule of thumb is ask why five times like a like a little kid um just so it breaks it down and they break it down and they break it down so you can at least explain it to you know a fifth grader i hope athletes become not more skeptical, but more pre. I, I want them to have cargo culting in their dialect because a lot of times they're going to see their peers do multiple flex or do multiple things and their antennas should be up first before they think it's a good idea. So I wanted to hammer in, you know, the idea of cargo culting. Do you have any final notes on, on sort of, you know, this, this aspect and, and what you'd like to see going forward from, from more athletes? We don't see what's really going on. Like 
and the same goes both ways, you know, from like a positive standpoint. Yeah, you might see the bright lights that they are doing for the ones that are like true to their character and authentic, but it took a lot of grind years. So you're not just going to get it overnight. But then on the other side, for the ones that you think have it, but don't really have it, it's like you got to get into the weeds of it. You know, you don't just don't take things for face value. Um, and as an athlete, you know how much work it takes to get to the point. You know, many people think, you know, you just went pro. Like, no, you were training and you were doing AAU and EYBL from the time you were seven, eight years old. And now you're going pro 10 plus years later. So you want to believe some guy off Instagram that's sending you a DM about um, Miracle Water that's going to be the next e-commerce unicorn? Like, yeah. Well, where's the proof? Like, where's where's the, the record to show for it? I think Miracle Water is a good brand name, though. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> yeah. But yeah if you drink this, you'll recover. And the next day, you'll be good. Electrolytes, everything. Uh, but no, <laughs> check it out like this. NBA Draft. You go to the combine and they interview you like crazy. They check your background. They check your college coaches. They put you yeah. through a test. They do an interview prep. They do all these different things just to see where you're going to get drafted. But when it comes to athletes doing deals or checking if this like if this person is doing content the right way, they just go take it for face value. It doesn't make sense. So I yeah. think every athlete needs to put wow. someone through their own scouting report. And however you do that, obviously, Noah, you're, you Ooh. have space in this, but you yeah. have to develop your own scouting report. Just For like you sure. check the Carfax on a car, or if you're in, like dating, whatever your preference is, you check, you like try to see like, all right, who do they date in the past? Who do they hang out with? What their friends are like? Like, what is she on? Ooh, this is, an, well, this yeah. is wait, hold on. This is another episode, because <laughs> titled NBA Players, should grill business opportunities like the general managers grill their families before the pre-draft process. Yeah, it's, it's true. Like, what? Like, the amount of, like, you've been in a locker room, I've been in a locker room, it's like, yo, like, oh, yo, anyone know this, this person? Everyone know this girl? Like, all right, what's her, like, what's her MO? Like, you're asking all these questions, but dude that's about to do a deal with you, you're like, oh, yeah, you make money? All right, cool. I'm, I'm yeah. 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 Come on, man. man. That, yeah, no, that's facts. That's facts. <laughs> well, I think we're due, I think we're due for, for another chat, man. But, Amobi, great chat, man. Thanks for coming on and oh, spinning some games. No, thank you so much and keep killing it, bro. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed that, please subscribe on Spotify or give us a like or a follow on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. You know where to find us at Athletes and Assets. 